The night we found out that my granny was dying, my mum and I lay mattresses down on the floor of her room. We wanted to be near her for practical reasons, so that we'd be there if she woke up and needed us, but also for primal ones. We're Russian. We have a strong herd instinct. It was the end and we needed to be close, so we lay our mattresses down to sleep. Except I kept thinking, what if she dies? And we miss it. I couldn't sleep. I knew it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but we'd been there when my grandpa had died. We'd been there when my uncle B had died. And the thought of her starting that journey alone while unaware we slept was devastating. Quietly, I stood up, then climbed into her bed and lay behind her. One hand on her bony shoulder, which trembled underneath. The other arm around her waist until she gripped my hand in her tiny one. The two of us slept like that, spooned, for a few hours. Then I woke up, and my mum woke up, and then she woke up. We wet a sponge to give her some water. She was so sick that that was the only way she could drink. And although she hadn't spoken in weeks, or used words that made any sense in months, she said, Spasiba, which in Russian means thank you, and Daragaya, which means my beloved. Then she did something she hadn't done in years. She sang a throaty, jaunty little song. And she loved to sing. And those were the last words she ever said. With my Uncle B, it was different. Here's the story of how he died. It was a couple of years before my granny did. We'd all been around for a few days. I guess we knew he was going to. With cancer, it's sort of obvious when it's going to happen soon. And some of us were there. After he died, I wasn't really sad. It took me a while to take it in. I actually felt kind of depressed instead. It's funny with grief, isn't it? Sometimes you don't have the kind of response you might expect to. But then I was all right in the end. So which of those two stories did you prefer? The first one, right? The granny one. Why did you? Because you were there with me. You could feel her shoulder trembling. You could see the sponge. You could hear her throaty little song. You were moved. And crucially, it has nothing to do with what happened in the story. If it was just about content, the Uncle B story was way more exciting. In it, he dies. I get depressed. <laughs> These are like big ticket things, but they were told in a way that didn't engage you. It's a great example of why the way you tell a story is much, much more important than what happens in it. Over the next five blog posts, I'm going to reveal the secrets to telling a story that will captivate your audience, whether you're talking about a major life epiphany or about cleaning the toilet. Start using these in person and online and you'll be unforgettable to your dream clients and collaborators and have them begging to work with you. Let's start with the most important thing you need to know. Are you ready? When you tell a story, you're making a movie inside your audience's head. One of the things that makes me so obsessed with oral storytelling is that, unlike TV and movies, it's not a passive medium. You as a listener are an active part in what's happening. There's even science behind it. When you're listening to a story, your brain lights up in sync with the person who's telling it. If you want the link to that science, I'll put it on the blog, which is yesyesmarsha.com forward slash movie. Um, also, sorry, I said the word oral. So how do you apply this practically? A quick exercise. First, think of a movie you love. Okay? Secondly, I want you to really remember what that movie is like. Okay, now, how much of that movie was voiceover and how much of it was action scenes? 
I'm guessing it was a little bit voiceover and loads of action. Your stories need to be the same way. When it comes to storytelling, the difference between action and voiceover is in the detail and in how much of a picture you give. So I can say, I went home for Christmas. That's voiceover. Or I can say, as I walked through the front door of my parents' house, I saw that they'd covered the entire front hall with tinsel and felt a jolt of excitement in my chest. Which is like totally a thing I would feel because I love Christmas. Voiceover gives you facts. Action scenes give you pictures and feelings. Of the two stories above, the granny story was way more powerful because you saw what I was seeing and felt what I was feeling. The Uncle B one, even though you knew intellectually what was going on and could maybe make a guess at some of the pictures and emotions, it was dead because it was almost all voiceover. In the next blog, I'm going to give you some ideas and tips on how to create really powerful action scenes within your stories. Before then, your job is to keep an ear out as you hear people telling stories. When you enjoy them, is it because you see pictures and feel feelings? Can you figure out why that is? Now, I would love to know, how did you feel when you first heard those two stories? Come and tell me in the comments at yesyesmarsha.com forward slash movie. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for reading as well if you read. If you know anyone who you think would like this, it would be lovely if you shared it with them. I also really would love to know what you think. And if you're not already a part of the Yes Yes family, that is where I tell even more stories and give more advice and sometimes make you little videos or audios or tell you stories that I don't necessarily want to put on the internet. You can join for free. Go over and do that and leave me a comment as well at yesyesmarsha.com forward slash movie.